voice of the world The sound with the beat The sound that sets you tapping your feet Radio, the sound of year-round pleasure The sound of the news, rhythm and blues Tchaikovsky swing, whatever you choose Radio, the sound of year-round pleasure Welcome to All Things Radio, your weekly radio magazine, with radio news from a national perspective, quality and format changes, sports news, featured radio stations from yesterday and today, your voicemails and phone calls, as well as special guests and featured segments. And now here's your host, Bill Sparks. Educate, syncopate, radio communicate, radio, the sound of year-round pleasure. Well, a very good evening from a very warm Indianapolis, Indiana. You know, sometimes I like to cut it close. We were without power for four hours and just got it restored in the last 10 to 15 minutes. So I wasn't even sure we were going to be able to do a show tonight. But here we are. We were all prepared and we are ready to go. Hey, Jeff. Well, good evening, everybody, and hope everybody is enjoying the evening. We're having nice warm weather here in Albany, New York. We've got a very busy show, and I think we have something for you, 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 and especially you. We've got our radio news segment. We've got Jennifer Sparks calling her in format changes. And in our featured station section, we're traveling. Yes, we're going to continue staying in Indiana. We're going to Fort Wayne, Indiana, or actually, I think it's called South Whitley, Indiana. It's actually where the station is located. They have a transmitter in Fort Wayne, Indiana. They bought WLYV. We're going to hear oldies on WIOEFM. We're going to hear a class air check and this time we're going to listen to middle of the road radio when i grew up as a kid my parents loved wnewam that was owned and operated by metro media well we're going to travel to philadelphia and listen to wipam that was also owned and operated by metro media and we're going to hear ken garland who was doing mornings in 1973 the summer of 1973 to be exact and i remember ken garland when he worked winss and finally yes we're going to hear from the old redhead as he's being interviewed back in the uh, 1970s so all in all we've got a very very busy podcast the usual panel members are here we'll say hello to everyone you all know who you are we'll say hello to everyone and i'll turn it over to you bill and uh we can get things started with our radio news and yes we have a lot of radio news on a national perspective yes we do we have a lot a lot a lot of stuff to go and talk about and by the way by the way We will give you the answer to the 97.5 mystery here in Indianapolis in just a little bit here, right after the news. Jeff, hold on just one second. All right, very uh, good. And I will tell you all that that, uh, with radio, you never know what's happening. But I think the big news in radio isn't the format changes. That's not a big thing. It's the big news is really all the financial deals going on in radio between iHeartMedia and, and stations like Cumulus. Just just we, all these companies are making these financial deals. Yeah, we got a bunch for you, and we'll talk to the panel after your news here. I'm Jeff Bennett for All Things Radio, and here's what's happening in the world of broadcasting. Major radio groups begin to report their second quarter revenue results. We'll let you know what's happening on the street, and we'll begin our look at the Nielsen July Personal People Meter Ratings. It was yet another busy week this week in the world of broadcasting, and to say that would certainly be an understatement. This is the week that major radio groups report their second quarter revenue results. We have revenue results for Urban One and Beasley Media. In the case of Urban One, Alfred Liggins, CEO of the company, is very, very proud of what's been going on with the company. The company revenue was up for the second quarter. 
quarter. How far up was the revenue for Urban One? The revenue growth was 5.5%. Why was the growth so high for Urban One? Alfred Liggins, CEO of the company, says they had major growth in national advertising and reach media syndication that syndicates the Tom Joyner Morning Show, pointed out that their cruise was quite successful, causing revenue growth for the company as well. Another company reporting their second quarter revenue results was Beasley Media, and in this case, Beasley Media revenue was up 6.5%. One big reason for the growth of Beasley Media was their acquisition of radio station WXTUFM in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. WXTUFM programs a country format. Another big reason for the growth for Beasley Media was their Boston market, which did exceptionally well. Now it's time to take a quick look and find out what's happening on the street. Congratulations go out to radio station WBZ-FM. It's celebrating 10 years. 10 years of what? 10 years of being an all-sports formatted radio station. And they're going to have a big celebration on the anniversary of that date, which is August 13, 2019. On August 13, 2019, WBZ will broadcast a 10-hour retrospective look at sports, which was covered on WBZ during those 10 years. In other news, Endocom makes more budget cutbacks in Dallas, Texas, and Los Angeles, California. In Los Angeles, California, KAMP's morning personality, Brian Foote, is gone. He is affected by the budget cuts that have affected Endocom stations throughout the United States. Mornings on KAMP in Los Angeles, California, will be hosted by co-hosts Edward Sotelo and Chelsea Briggs. The morning show will be a more music-intensive morning show, and it will be interesting to see how this new approach to mornings will affect KAMP FM's ratings. Dallas, Texas also saw changes to the radio landscape, with changes being made at radio station KVIL-FM. The station broadcasts an alternative rock format and go on as morning host Jen Marino. Jen Marino came to KVIL-FM after co-hosting Six Cents with Nikki Six, which broadcasts on iHeart radio stations and is syndicated by the Premier Radio Networks. Another news, Edicom is partnering with Penn State University. Penn State University football and Penn State University basketball will air exclusively in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania on radio station WPHT-AM. WPHT-AM programs a news talk format. Uh-oh, Cumulus is in trouble with the Federal Communications Commission once again. If you broadcast a program and it's sponsored but you don't tell the public that, you're subject to fines by the FCC. The FCC is proposing a 233000 fine against Cumulus for such violations. Finally, if you live in Tucson, Arizona, you're gaining a new soft oldies radio station. The station is KDRI-AM. They transmit on a frequency of 830. The station is locally owned and is being programmed by Vice President and Program Director Bobby Rich. We'll provide you with an air check of this radio station on next week's All Things Radio Live program. Now let's begin our look at the Nielsen July Personal People Meter Ratings. And in looking at those ratings, we'll find that Chicago, Illinois has a big winner in radio station WDRV-FM with a classic rock format. We'll tell you more about that as we continue looking at the ratings. In New York City, things are status quo with the number one, two, and three rank radio stations the same, and that's been that way for the past few books. The number one rank radio station in New York City is WLTWFM with an adult contemporary format. The number two rank radio station is WBLS-FM with an urban adult contemporary format. And finally, the number three rank radio station in New York City is WCBS-FM with a classic its format. It should be interesting to note that the first AM radio station listed in the book is radio station WINS, which is the number one rank AM radio station in New York City, but they're ranked number 13 overall. In Los Angeles, California, things are also status quo, with the number one, two, and three rank radio stations the same as they've been for the last few rating periods. The number one rank radio station in Los Angeles, California is KOST-FM with an adult contemporary format. The number two rank radio station in Los Angeles, California is KRTH-FM with a classic hits format. And finally, the number three rank radio station in Los Angeles, California is KTWV-FM with a rhythmic adult contemporary format. In Chicago, Illinois, the number one rank radio station is WDRV-FM with a classic rock format. And this is the first time, I believe, that we've seen WDRV as a number one rank radio station. The number two rank radio station is WTMX-FM with a hot adult contemporary format. And finally, the number three rank radio station in Chicago, Illinois is WVAZ-FM with an urban adult contemporary format. It's interesting to note that the number fourth rank radio station in Chicago, Illinois is 
WBBM AM with its all news operation. In San Francisco, California, news and sports dominate the ratings. The number one ranked radio station is KQED FM. That's the public radio station with the news, talk, and information format. The number two ranked radio station is KCBS AM with its all news operation. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in San Francisco, California is KNBR AM with its all sports operation. In Dallas, Texas, the number one ranked radio station is KHKS FM with a pop CHR format. The number two ranked radio station is KLTY FM with a Christian adult contemporary format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in Dallas, Texas is KZPS FM with a classic rock format. In Houston, Texas, things are status quo with the number one, two, and three ranked radio stations. The number one ranked radio station is KODA FM with an adult contemporary format. The number two ranked radio station is KMJQ FM with an urban adult contemporary format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in Houston, Texas is KGLK FM with a classic rock format. In Atlanta, Georgia, the number one ranked radio station is KFSH FM with a Christian adult contemporary format. The number two ranked radio station is WSB AM with a news talk and information format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in Atlanta, Georgia is WALR FM with an urban adult contemporary format. In Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, rock and classic hits dominate the ratings. The number one ranked radio station is WMGK FM with a classic rock format. The number two ranked radio station is WOGL FM with a classic hits format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania is WMMR FM with a rock format. It's interesting to note that the first AM radio station listed in the Philadelphia ratings is ranked at number 11, and that's KYW with its all-news operation. Out of Long Island, the number one-ranked radio station is WFAN-FM with its all-sports operation. The number two-ranked radio station is WBLI-FM with a pop CHR format. And finally, the number three-ranked radio station is WBAB-FM with a classic rock format. In Riverside, California, things are also status quo, with the number one, two, and three-ranked radio stations having been the same for the last few rating periods. The number one-ranked radio station is KOLA-FM with a classic hits format. The number two-ranked radio station is KLYY-FM with a Spanish adult hits format. And finally, the number three-ranked radio station in Riverside, California is KFRG-FM with a country format. In San Jose, California, the number one-ranked radio station is KBAY-FM with a classic hits format. The number two-ranked radio station is KEZR-FM with a hot adult contemporary format. And finally, the number three-ranked radio station in San Jose, California is KQED-FM. That's the public broadcaster with a news, talk, and information format. Finally, out in New Jersey, and that encompasses the counties of Middlesex, Somerset, and Union, here are the top radio stations. Number one is WKXW-FM with a talk personality format. The number two-ranked radio station is WHTZ-FM with a pop CHR format. And finally, the number three-ranked radio station is WBLS-FM with a number adult contemporary format. Finally, according to our media monitors, guess who's on top? No, it's not Home Depot. It's Geico Insurance, followed by Home Depot, Sprint, McDonald's, and indeed the employment recruiting firm. If you have any comments concerning this portion of the podcast, there are many ways you can get in touch with me. First of all, you can send me an email. My email address is Jeff. That's J-E-F-F Jeff at allthingsradio.net. Or you can send me a voicemail with our feedback line. The phone number is 800-693-0595. That's 800-693-0595. And hit option two for the podcast team. For All Things Radio, I'm Jeff Bennett. Wow, Jeff. A lot of news. I guess so. Yeah, I think yes. I guess so. <laughs> it's, it's amazed that, uh, and there was more news I could have put in there. I didn't want to right. make you know have it go too long, you know. And I and that's why I did it that way. We'll get to the news, and we'll get to you in just a moment, Jamie. Um, anybody on the panel want to say anything about the news or any comments or anything stand out? I, I think I try unmuting the panel, Bill. I think I have some of them muted still. Right, there we go. There you go. Well, there you go. I think I think the thing that stand that stood out for me was in several of the markets. The number one AM 
was the all were the all news stations Chicago, Philadelphia, and New York. And also, I think it's interesting how Chicago, your top two, were Hubbard. I don't know if Hubbard's had the top two ever. Uh, they they normally have it. Well, the thing is that uh, WDRV, which used to be owned and operated by Bonneville International, when because it was bought out by Hubbard, has never been number one. I don't I don't remember. I could be wrong, but I'm, I'm not like Chris Huff. Who's the I guy don't I read remember it. it in a lot. And you've been giving Chicago ratings. I've been listening for many years. I don't remember it being number one. And it's a really. I mean, it's a. We featured it on the podcast you know, quite a number of years ago, and it's a very good classic rock radio station. It is a good station. Although it's people in Chicago would probably prefer that they went back to their classical music. Roots, but that's not going to happen. But that's the, be? So I wanted to comment on uh, Cumulus. I mean, on uh, Beasley. I mean, the best thing they did was when they took over Greater Media here, because what they got was they got Magic. Now they spun that off to get uh, ninety-eight point five, the Sports Hub, because they had to make that trade with Intercom so that they wouldn't have both uh, sports stations. But they they got Magic. They got a WROR. They got KLB, which does okay as a country station. It got WBOS. Um, you know, so they ended up with a lot of, you know, they had a popular station. They, they traded it for another popular station. And so that's why Boston is one of the top uh, markets for them, like you said. Uh, got and, it. In, and in San Francisco, I'm amazed that the top three stations are either news or sports. Well, you know, because, I'm not because I've been out there, Bob. And I went to a wedding there years ago. And the uh, big thing I heard from the locals is that the people who, and because San Francisco has it's a very liberal area. And you know what? They're very news oriented. And that's why KQED is uh -huh. either number one or either number two, and that's why KCBS is always number one. That's KCBS AM is always number one and number two. I was at my nephew's wedding, and I was in uh, Half Moon Bay. That's where the wedding was. But we stayed in Palo Alto, and all the people I talked to who live at, at the hotel were, were very keyed into listening to news out there. Right. Yeah. No, it's a lot like here, and as I've said before, you've got two strong uh, NPR stations, and that's why BUR and GBH, and so you, if you put them together, they might be number one, but I don't know where they are, but I'm thinking they both do well, so it splits the market, so I think it would be similar uh, there, too. Here, we, have I mean. two, we, we have two, two raised hands, and so let's start with Jamie T., who started things off by, who uh, and, I'll get, oh, and who wanted the race, who started first. Go ahead, Jamie. First of all, guys, get, uh, and uh, talk a little. We'll talk a little closer to your phone, please. Okay, how's that? How's that? Go ahead. All right. So, uh, first of all, I want to say good, uh, good, uh, good evening to all of you. Thank you guys for taking my call. And I, I, um, I, um, I discovered something. So, Jeff, if you recall a few weeks ago on the podcast, you were talking about that app, uh, News On. Well, I found another one, and this one, um, if you watch a lot of CBS, now, 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 I mean local programming, not, not the, not the sitcoms or anything else, but just local CBS news stations. It's CBS local, and it allows you to watch live the local. I mean, um, currently it only, it, um, it only works on I think CBS on the operating stations in Atlanta and, and here in Tampa, Island. But you can watch local CBS news uh, newscasts live on this app it's a free app and it's accessible too all right thank you i know that yeah. the, i know that wcbs in new york and their television stations is promoting cbs new york uh and and you can watch the the cbs news from channel two in new york okay let's go to pamela francis and you have one. go ahead pamela yeah just a quick question and this has to this is directly related to news with reference to all the the activity that went down last weekend how, how long do you think it will take for those types of, of incidents to affect the ratings in, in those given cities? I think that uh, we'll find out in the next personal people meter ratings uh, when they come out in uh, 
in August, at the end of August. Because yeah. with, I'm, with I'm the sure they generally go up, right, Jeff? I mean, they, people do want to gravitate the next week or so to find out what's going on. You know, they do. The, the what, the study, yeah. what the studies have proven, though, Pam, is that what happens is, is that the all-news radio stations tend to have less listeners or have a lower listening cum. The cum is the total number of listeners per quarter hour. And they tend to have less listeners during the summertime because people aren't, aren't necessarily glued to their radio. They're out and about doing things. And what would the two shootings in uh, one in Dayton and of course the one in uh, the, the other one in, in, in Dallas El Paso, El Paso. El Paso. Where, El Paso I'm sorry and the other one of course there was also one of, earlier I forgot somewhere out in California if I'm not uh, mistaken Gilroy. In Gilroy California Gilroy, yeah. you, you may see a bump in the ratings the people who will see it will be the ones who subscribe to the personal people media ratings and they actually can get and daily cumes, uh, they're not, you know, not fully cumed, but they can get a daily idea of, of what's going on and what, what they're doing right and wrong by 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 doing that. So but it wouldn't be as dramatic because they're smaller markets and they don't have like an all news station like a BZ or an INS or, you know, those that are going to that would really uh, benefit from it, you know, because they're not all news all the time. They're news talk. That's true. Now yeah. we have uh, I'm going to I believe it's uh, Joe. Go ahead. Yes, I just a uh, quick question. Uh, a city like Boston, where you have two NPR affiliates, WBUR and WGBH, would you say, in a way, they are fierce competitors for the grants and for the listeners? I bet they are. I mean, I would say that they would be. They've got their own niches. GBH, for example, runs uh, their uh, 99.5. They run the classical over there. They they both produce a lot of programming too. You know, a GBH in particular, but also uh, BUR. So they're both and they're both well established. You know, and GBH, of course, one of the uh, original educational TV stations. BUR, of course, Boston University, a very big, uh, you know, longtime station. Good signals, both of them. Low low on the Dow. Everybody can find them. Oh yeah, I'm I'm sure that uh, you know the companies in Boston could tell you stories about, oh, BUR came in with this, but then GBH came in with that. I, I bet you're right, Joe. You're right. Have they ever, well, thought, about, have, have they ever thought about, like, making one of them all classic, mm. just going all classic? Well, they used to be. Well, they do. They That's used to be. 99.5. Right. 99.5. Right. CRB. It was what was WCRB that moved down. That's another thing that they did uh, that uh, Beasley did or Greater Media. They got 102.3, which was a better signal for their country affiliate by trading with 99.5 WCRB, and then 99.5 uh, was sold to GBH. So they're running the classical out of there. So yeah. Okay. okay we have one. We have one more question from you, Mike. Go ahead, please. Okay, uh, two quick things. Number one, it's interesting about WZAB being so down there in Miami and uh, WKAT 1080. Uh, I know, I understand, I think both of those are going Catholic. But uh, my question is, have you heard any more about what's happening with WABC in New York? Nothing new. The only thing we know is that the sale is pending with the FCC approval and Hewlett is not running, is not having the other, other people run the radio station either under a shared services agreement or a local market agreement. So WABC is still being owned and run by Cumulus, and that will change when the sale is consummated. Uh-huh. That, that's all I can tell you at this point. So we have to wait and see and see what happens with WABC. I don't know why he would just buy WABC AM because buying an AM station to me, even if it's 50,000 watts in today's environment, I don't think is a good investment unless you have another FM station backing it up or other investments. But he's rich enough. It may not matter to him, but that's what's going on. Well, let's see. I'm looking at the clock here. Maybe we should do some call and format changes. We will, Jeff. We're going to do feedback. Oh, oh you want to talk about uh, 97.5? Yeah. I want to talk about 97.5 in Indianapolis. We've been, They've been in this loop where they're saying to tune to 1268. 
and Fox Sports has moved. Well, I couldn't find anything out and find anything out. Well, last night on Radio Insight, come to find out that iHeart and EMF have went into an agreement to swap some signals and stations and translators more apt and 97.5 has been sold to emf so you know it's probably going to be what is that air one because yeah, we have a strong K-Love. probably air one yeah, yeah we have a strong k-love signal here and that's why they've been in no hurry to do anything about that <laughs> signal i saw maybe bernie was in here i don't know if bernie if you're you maybe you were in maybe you're not I guess not. Well, I, oh, yeah. I think it's interesting that uh, I, I did not see that coming at all. No. This, uh, sale. One thing uh, they said. Oh, go ahead, Bertie. I'm sorry. And, and I'm assuming that isn't 97.9 Air One as well? 97.9, Bernie. I'm just so disappointed you're just not up on these these religious stations. 97.9 is Moody. 97. Oh, 98.7 is Air One. You're right. You're right. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Yeah. So then they'll have two Air One stations. One will cover a little farther out, and then one will cover yeah. closer in. But 97.5 has a pretty mediocre signal anyway. Yeah. You know what? Uh, Lance Venta at Radio Insight was, was uh, speculating that the reason for the sale of these translators is some of, is that uh, the translators that were owned by um, uh, MS, not MS, I'm sorry, EMF, the Educational Media Foundation, EMF Broadcasting, some of those translators were broadcasting a hip-hop format and they believe that uh, MS, I keep saying MS, I'm sorry, I got, I got MS on my mind here, that the EMF was, un, was not comfortable having that kind of a format on those translators that, uh, so that's pro- probably one of the impetus, and of course there's some money involved in this as well, I'm sure. The other thing they could do with that 97.5 is you've talked about that Caleb Classic that they run on their, you know, on phone app and online. They could, you could maybe start could, seeing that right. if they already have a 98.7 broadcasting air one. But Bernie, we're that's why they've been point. in no hurry. Yeah, yeah, we're going to see Caleb Classics in New York on WPLJ's one of their HD channels, I believe. WPLJ, uh, their HD one has uh, has Caleb. Their HD two is going to have Air One, and their HD three is going to have Caleb Classics. Cool. No. That, that's why they're in no hurry to fix it. I think we got one more raised hand, Jeff, before no, we go I, to, think, no? I think we got them all, Bill. We Is got it, them all. Okay, we got them all. Um, but anyway, Bernie, that's why they're in no hurry to to do anything about what was going on there. And I couldn't figure out why. And and guess it makes Yeah, they've been stalling for a long time with that frequency. You're right. And, and, and I guess, too, Bernie, the, you know, what else are you going to do with that signal anyway, really? It, gets, <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it, off. it deserves it, you know. I, and, Rob, did you have your hand raised? No. Okay, because okay. I saw some, All right. there was a 530 with a hand raised, but I thought that was you, but I guess not that. All right. We, we'll do a little bit of, a little retro review here. We'll do a little bit of, some feedback that we got from listeners last week. We'll only take a couple minutes. It's time once again for listener calls and feedback. To get in touch with the podcast team, call 800-693-0595 and hit option two for the podcast team. Hey, Jeff, Bill in Chicago. Did you notice when you gave your um, one, two, three radio stations across the United States, there was only, I think there was only one AM station that was WLW in Cincinnati? Hi, this is Bonnie from Southern California. I was really happy to hear about the station in Port Huron, Michigan, W. 
H-L-X, The Hills. I actually tried it. It's true what they said. I'm glad they instructed us to say enable the WHLX skill before asking to have it played. It wouldn't play it before I did that. And I found it interesting, and I will go back to it, certainly. Some of the music was the classic music that we all know. Some of the songs were kind of different, uh, not familiar, which is fine with me. I like to actually hear new stuff, but a little quirky. And then I like the local stuff. Yeah, I know it's nice to have jocks, but the reality, you guys are always telling us we have to change and we have to accept it. Well, it's part of it. It's cheaper, just like paying pablum apparently is uh, what advertisers want. And so if we don't have uh, jocks, other than a few exceptions that can afford it, that's the way things will go. And thank goodness for smart speakers and for internet radio, but I find myself listening to a lot of radio stations that stream over my Alexa speaker as well as Legend. Bill, this is Gene in Wisconsin. Just what is iHeartRadio? We have a country radio station here, WMIL. They've got to be way too much talk in the early morning, and there's way too many of these so-called iHeart spots. Would somebody please try to explain this to me? Listener comments are always welcome, so give us a call on that feedback line, 800-693-0595. That's 800-693-0595. And hit option two for the podcast team. Hi, Jeff. You get the iHeart question. Oh, thanks yeah, a lot. Is, yeah, what is okay, iHeart? Radio is really nothing more. It's, it's you know, if you've seen a bottle of wine, it's some new wine in an old bottle. It was originally Clear Channel, and they became a private company at some point, and they changed the name of uh, Clear Channel because because Clear Channel isn't doesn't represent what they're all about, really. iHeart Radio, or iHeart, is really what the company's about. It encompasses their digital, their syndicated, everything about the company is iHeart, and that's and that's the change. So, and they, and they promote it quite heavily on all their radio stations. And it may sound like it's distracting, but it does promote iHeart. And they, they have quite a wide variant variety of programs and podcasts and stuff. And those podcasts and their streams do very well with uh, Triton Digital, the company that measures listings. So that's why they're called iHeartRadio. And unfortunately, the guy complaining about the radio station having a lot of talk in the morning, uh, there's, there's just lots of morning programs that are going to have that now. It's just part of radio nowadays. It certainly and is, Rob. Are, with it being country, he's probably talking about it because the Bobby Bones show. And the Bobby Bones, you know, Chris Chan, I'm just guessing that that's a, since he said it was country, I'm just assuming that that's probably what they're running. So, No, I think they're doing actually local. Yeah, I think they are doing local. But, but maybe they got the right idea. You know, I've, I've just read an article on about television, and that they're going to have the Emmy. Was it the Emmy Awards for television? That's you yeah. know they reckon, and the Emmy yeah. Awards are going M- Emmy, right? That's an organ company. The Emmy yeah. Awards are going to be without any hosts, like they did with the Oscars, and they they figured that that the reason they're going to do it this way is that it it makes the show run much quicker, and they can have people on and off, and it will at least save fifteen minutes on the time of the show. So you're going to see a lot of changes coming up these days. Yeah, we all for the short attention span. Can't stay up late. Can't watch yeah, unfortunately for those of us that are older, uh, it's, it ain't going to be like it used to 
be. No, it certainly won't be. Go ahead, Bill. Podcasts are becoming the king of everything, too, at iHeart. So you're going to see more and more and more podcasts. I mean, you're just going to see more and more of that. And Bernie, for FYI, for a local podcast, if you want to hear one of your former MS employees, a guy that does a, well, kind of interesting podcast by the name of Tony Donahue. He was a... Like, shall we say, producer, you know, producer. Yeah, he produced uh, on, on the fan, actually. Right. Well, he yeah. did. And then he met an unfortunate end on the fan. And his podcast is quite interesting. So check it out sometime. I will. I'll yeah. check that out. Yeah, I think, here. I think you'll, you'll like it. He's, you know, I mean, it, it's what it is. But, uh, you know, radio producers have a lot more power. I mean, they're really involved with programs now a lot more than what they used to be. Well, we better get to some call letter and format changes. What do you think, Jeff? I think that's a good idea. Hello, everyone. I'm Jennifer Sparks, and here are your call letter and format changes for the week of August 8th. KFLT AM 830, Tucson, Arizona, changes calls to KDRI AM, KGLA 830, Norco, Louisiana, changes format from Spanish CHR to Spanish, and changes slogan from La Fabulosa 830 AM. To Radio Tropical 105.7 FM. KQPT FM 107.5. Calusa, California changes calls to KZSZ FM. WBBT FM 107.3. Powhatan, Virginia changes slogan from WCVE Music to VPM. Music WCNV 89.1 Heatsville, Virginia changes slogan from WCVE News to VPM News. WCVE FM 88.9 Richmond, Virginia changes slogan from WCVE News to WVPM News. WFNO 15 40, Gretna, Louisiana, changes format from Spanish hits to Spanish CHR and changes slogan from Radio Tropical Caliente to Latino Mix 97.5 FM. WMVE 90.1 Chase City, Virginia, changes slogan from WCVE News to VPM News. WQ WBU FM 92.7 Garden City, New York changes format from regional Mexican to Spanish. WWLB 93.1 Ettrick, Virginia changes slogan from WCVE Music to VPM Music. KKSE FM 92.5 Broomfield, Colorado changes slogan from Attitude 90.1 
92.5 to altitude 92.5. KTNC 1230, Falls City, Nebraska. Change of slogan from AM 1230, KTNC to AM 1230, FM 107.1, KTNC. WJYA FM 89.3, Emporia, Virginia. Changes calls to WP. ZR FM WQBJ 103.5 Cobbleskill, New York changes format from rock to alternative rock and changes slogan from Q105.7 to Alt 103.5 WQBK FM 103.9 Rensselaer, New York changes format from rock to adult contemporary and changes slogan from Q105.7 to 103.9 The Breeze WTI D 102.9 Marion, Alabama changes format from sports to contemporary Christian. WALJ 105.1 Northport, Alabama changes slogan from 105.1 Jams to 105.1 The Block. WRLF 94.3 Fairmont, West Virginia changes format from classic rock to rock. WBHV FM 94.5 State College, Pennsylvania changes slogan from all hits B94.5 to 94.5 The B. WBTH 1400 Williamson, Virginia changes primary format from talk to sports and adds network provider Fox Sports Radio and changes secondary format from sports to talk and changes slogan from talk radio to Fox Sports East Kentucky. WCHN 970 Norwich, New York changes network provider from ESPN Radio Network to Fox Sports Radio and adds secondary format news talk and adds slogan CNY News. WDHI 100.3 Delhi, New York changes format from oldies to classic hits. WDLA 1270 Walton, New York changes primary format from talk to sports and adds network provider Fox Sports Radio and changes secondary format from sports to news talk. WDOS 730 Wananta, New York changes primary format from talk to sports and adds network provider Fox Sports Radio and changes secondary format from sports to news talk. WIGM 1490 Medford, Wisconsin changes format from sports to country and changes slogan from CBS Sports Radio 1490 to Kickin' Country 1490 AM 107.1 FM WIYN 94.7 
Deposit New York changes format from oldies to classic hits. WJYE 1280 Gardner, Maine changes format from classic country to oldies and changes slogan from country memories 1280 to fun oldies 1280. WLSI 900 Pikeville, Kentucky changes primary format from talk to sports and adds network provider Fox Sports Radio and changes secondary format from sports to talk and changes slogan from talk radio to Fox Sports East Kentucky. WPRT 960 Prestonsburg, Kentucky changes primary format from talk to sports and adds network provider Fox Sports Radio and changes secondary format from sports to talk and changes slogan from talk radio to Fox Sports East Kentucky. WZWW 95.3 Belfonte, Pennsylvania changes slogan from 3WZ Best Mix to 3WZ 95.3. The following stations have signed off the air. KSAK 90.1 Walnut, California. And those are your call letter and format changes for this week for all things radio. I'm Jennifer Sparks, wishing all of you a very good week. Thank you very much, Jennifer, and I'll unmute the panel here in just one second here. I didn't mean to keep you muted. There you go, Bill. I don't know how she does it. You say it all the time, but she rattles those things off and just seems to get it done, you know? Yeah, it's just amazing. Does it it take more than one recording, Bill? That's the question. Actually, no. She can sit down with her video display and do that. You know, she sits down, she uses her, usually her Braille Braille note, and gets it from Dropbox and, you know, just reads it that way. Or sometimes she'll print it out with her Braille printer and do it that way, depending upon which one's working at the time or whatever. Right, we have two two hands raised. Let's go with with Pamela Francis first. Okay, I'm noticing... A lot more stations that are going to sports using Fox Sports over what used to be, at least what I thought was king at the time, was ESPN. What, uh, Bill, what, what are you noticing with reference to the competition between ESPN and Fox Sports? Well, ESPN is not as good as it used to be. Let's put it yeah. at the... Uh, yeah, not that's even close. That's a big part of it. That's, that's one part of it. Fox Sports probably... If ESPN's already in a market, then Fox Sports will come in, you know, because if a station can't get ESPN, you know, that'll tend to happen. And some people well, actually now what do you, what I know that you have a, dis, a dislike for CBS Sports Radio, Bill, but what, what is what is the problem? I mean, I listen to them, and I'm not really a sports fanatic, so I don't know. So what is the problem with them? Because they, they, they always sound like they're pretty professional, but what's well, wrong with them? I like them. Yeah, I, no, like I, I think CBS is fine, although I could do without Scott Farrell at night. He, yeah. His voice gets on my nerves. But yeah, I like their sports flashes. They, they do the most complete scoreboard of anybody, I they, think. They do. Uh, I just you know, don't like 
like their personality. Some of these other things, you know, some of these other things, and it drives me crazy. EEI has this idea. Sports Hub does it so much, and I think this is a good thing for Sports Hub. They have this thing about we're going to give you like we're going to decide three stories, or we're going to give you a minute, and that's it. And we don't care if there's three minutes worth of news. We're going to give you a minute's worth of news because that's what we're going to do. We sold this other time, blah blah blah. If there's three minutes of news on a weekend night because you've got a whole bunch of baseball games and everything else that you want to run down, CBS Sports will do it, and that's what I like. Yeah. That's the way they. Yeah, all I, I think the one sports radio network that's in serious trouble is NBC because uh, well, there's not much of NBC. It's just Mike right. Florio's sports talk. There's, there's they're not doing 24 hour programming. Basically, they're no. doing other. Right. They're they're, they're doing they're, a, and they're a thing of the past, essentially, Rob. That's yeah. they're, they're not going to be around much longer. Just, no, I, I don't. And I don't Fox Sports Radio and Fox Sports Radio. One reason people are picking them up also because they run Dan Patrick. You know, a lot of as part of their and Colin Cowherd. Where ESPN has Dan Levitard and Screaming A. Smith and stuff like yeah. that. And then Golick and Wingo not quite the same as Mike and Mike. No. I mean, Golick right. and Wingo good, but they don't have. You know, you have the names in the daytime, and Fox and CBS don't put their affiliates under a lot of the restrictions where you have to call your station ESPN, whatever. A lot of them, they, you have to share your website with them, all kinds of other. One of our guys explained it here where Fox and CBS are like, you pick up programming whenever you want to pick it up. Same thing with SB Nation, all those. They go, pick it up when you want to pick it up. You want to do local programming when you want to do it. You know? Well, hey, there, there, you is a, there is a, there is a, uh, there is a, is a key to that also, Sean. You can do all that, but the only requirement is when they do that kind of thing is that you have to run their spots. You have to run their network yeah, spots. Yeah, you run their network spots, and, and you know, a lot of times, like Fox and CBS will say run their top-of-the-hour Fox Sports update or the CBS Sports Flash, you know, sometimes, but they're just like, hey, if you want to just use us nights and weekends, that's fine. If you want to do local all the rest of the day, where ESPN, with a lot of their stations now, they're cutting back on this, they'll say, especially when they had Mike and Mike, you could not have a local morning show because you had to run Mike and Mike, and they, they told everybody, you have to do it during morning drive instead of running a local show. Okay, very good, Sean. We have Jerry. You raise your hand. Go ahead, sir. Hi. Yes. And um, honestly, Jeffrey, I got I got to agree with you. Can you hear me? Uh, yeah, go yeah, ahead. Yeah. Okay. I got to agree with you. I mean, CBS Sports Radio, they're not as strict with their affiliates. They give you a really, I mean, what most stations would, uh, like you said before, would, they'll just do one minute of sports news. These things are like three and four minutes in length on CBS Sports Radio. Another thing I like about CBS Sports Radio is they they don't they don't give you a bunch of bloated like Sports Center and things like that. You know, it's all listener opinion and interviews. It makes you want to listen to the network. And not to mention, it, it um it's gotten easier now because I listen to CBS Sports Radio on Sirius XM now. And ah, very very good. They're, they're they're on in more places. Okay, we have one more hand raised. Uh, Jerry, go ahead. Is it? Jim? Well, I guess he not stepped, there. I, I guess he stepped away. He is. He's definitely unmuted, so he stepped away. Um, and uh, what? Well, actually, we have one more. Joe, go ahead. Why is it telling me these people are muted when they're not muted? Wow. Let me go see, Jeff. They're not muted. I'm just looking at them right here. So we're not going to be. We're not going to belabor this. Uh, well, we'll we'll get to everybody. Yeah, we'll get to everyone. Don't worry yeah. about it. All right, Bill. Looking, um, anyway, we're going to go back now, Jeff, and play your... We've moved... We kind of did a little rearranging here, and we're going to play your... What do we call this part of the segment? The classic air check? I call it the classic air check. 
And I think you'll like this one. It brings me back to memories of my parents when I was not allowed to touch the car radio. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's... Uh, you want to do... Yeah, the whip. We're going to do the uh, WIP. WIP, 1973. Jerry, I want some memories for Jerry, too. This this week we're going to do something just a bit different. When was the last time you heard a middle-of-the-road radio station where the radio announcer had lots of personality and didn't just play wall-to-wall music? This week we're traveling back to 1973, and we're going to listen to radio station WIPAM from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and the morning radio announcer Ken Garland. Ken Garland came to WIP after working for a brief period of time at radio station WINSAM before it went to its all-news operation. So without further ado, why don't sit back and enjoy WIPAM from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania with their classic soft adult contemporary middle-of-the-road format on this week's edition of All Things Radio Live. Now, more music and the Ken Garland Show. Thank you. Normally, I would say I'm going to take it and run with it. This morning, I'll just take it. Welcome to WIP. How posh. Well, there's an acceptable beginning to our fourth and final hour with you this morning. I'm sure to many of you ladies especially, it's more than acceptable. Oh, it's beautiful. Yes, it is, and so is he. He has a new record. I've just, I just read an ad. Just read an ad in one of, the, uh, one of the music Bibles, a record called Love Is All. Described as beautifully interpreted by the master of love songs. I should imagine we'll be bringing you that within a very few minutes. As soon as the morning mail comes in. This is Ken Garland, and welcome to more of WIP's Hot, Hazy, Humid, and uh, Tuesday. It's 14 minutes past 9 o'clock. We've come off the first cash call of the day, and uh, we have $147.61 in the pot. That's $147.61. The Philadelphia temperature is up to 84 degrees, and let's depart that subject in a hurry. And get back to our main thing, which is music. Steve Graham and the uh, the New Seekers group and the greatest song I've ever heard. And it just may be that. It's 18 minutes past 9 o'clock. WIP Good Morning Time is 18 past 9. I'm going to hum a famous Philadelphia tune and I'd like you to identify it for me, okay? Here okay. it goes. Okay. Dum, 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 Yeah, do you know what it is? That's the Action News theme. Not anymore. That's the Action News a whole lot of film theme now. Now I'm going to listen to this in Dom Dom. Right. Dom Dom, is it? Well, no, it's Dom Dom. Channel 6, Action News. A lot of film with Larry Kane when he gets a chance. Larry, we seem to be seeing so much more news film and very little of you on Action News every night. How does this make you feel? I love it. Let me explain it to you. Uh, excuse me, Larry. I'm sorry. I hate to interrupt, but you won't believe this news film report we just got here. Hey. Channel 6 Action News with Larry King. That's a whole lot of film. <laughs> 19 past 9 o'clock. I was mentioning yesterday, much earlier, we have a, uh, a 20 minutes that we do between 10 minutes past 6 and 6.30 in the morning, which is sort of the warm-up period. We don't really do the program. 
<laughs> Old man Kelly, the boss, will be interested to hear that. We don't really do the program. We do so. We sort of get in the spirit of it. And all all the serious errors that are going to be made, see, are made in that first 20 minutes. It's a kind of a dry run. So I was just a, we had just done this Channel 6 commercial, and I was struck by the fact that they now have a, a, a jingle, evidently. His name is Larry Kane. Do-do-do. And I said, I thought that was really terrific because what that is is a, it's a commitment on on the on behalf of the station. Now, for instance, if you were a salesman in a shoe store and you were the star salesman, and they spend about ninety bucks to put a sign up outside that says Sal Calibro sells shoes in this store. See, now they've spent the ninety bucks. That's a commitment on behalf of them to you that indicates that they're interested in having people know that you're there and they spent a few bucks to advertise it and it makes you feel a little bit more secure you know you'll be there for a few weeks because the boss don't spend ninety dollars for nothing now these jingles are expensive cost a lot of people to perform in them and produce them and record them and everything so uh, so Kane probably feels pretty good you know so I was just I, so I wish I could get my own jingle uh, really, I'd be thrilled if the station would spend a dollar eighty-five to have some drunk come in from Market Street, you know, and sing that Garland is a darling in the morning, something, like, <laughs> something like that. Well, so much for that. It's uh, t too much for that. Twenty minutes past nine o'clock, and uh, it's uh, gee, the relative humidity a it actually is falling. You know, it was stuck up in the nineties yesterday. At this time, it's it's down to seventy-four, but I don't think it feels very much different than yesterday. It's much warmer, eighty-four degrees already and we may very well pop some kind of a record this afternoon with a high figure to be from the mid to the upper 90s hazy hot and humid weather continues at least through tomorrow goodbye now Sammy, that's a delightful, uh, just a delightful song. It's been around for a number of years. There's never really been a hit, but it gets a few recordings. It gets a recording every now and then. Michelle uh, Legrand's song, The Sweet Gingerbread Man. And it's uh, 24 minutes past 9 o'clock on WIP. Oh, boy, I can hear that cold, carbonated stuff gurgling in the glass beginning now and for the rest of the day. <laughs> the unsugars from no-cow. Bouncy, bubbly no-cow flavors. Fresh, fruity, soft drink flavors. Black cherry, cola, orange, root beer, and cream. New Shape Up and Red Pop. Ginger, chocolate, lots more. Soda's just as sweet as they can be, but they've got no sugar, no sugar at all. Just 16 ounces that never had a pound. Try the unsugars from No Count. You'll have nothing to show for it. The newest unsugar from No Count is Tangy Shape Up, lemon with just a hint of lime and no sugar at all. If you're trying to shape up, try Shape Up. It's delicious. Thank you. 25 minutes past 9 o'clock, 25 past 9, here in the beautiful city of Philadelphia. And it really is a beautiful city. And anybody that doubts it, uh, perhaps they have their mind changed somewhat by a 
a wonderful column in this past Sunday's Inquirer. Jim Wooten is a guy, I don't even remember when he, and I don't know him, I've never met him, but I certainly admire his work. He goes beyond being an interesting feature writer. He writes beautifully, really writes beautifully, I think. And uh, I say that with practically no qualification other than being just a, a regular reader. And I don't even remember when he came to town. All of a sudden, his column was there, and he allowed us how right away he was a newcomer to Philadelphia and had a lot to learn. He sure learned fast because he's found a, a lot of the positive things about our city and uh, uh, with no embarrassment whatsoever, writes about them regularly and has a very incisive eye for what's going on around us. You know, the things that are right on do you snoot that you don't notice but a newcomer sees right away and he did a column this past sunday which was absolutely just a lovely column on the reasons to enjoy and how to enjoy and where to go to enjoy philadelphia as a matter of fact the heading was despite its foes philadelphia is a city to see and love and then he went ahead and he applied an almost uh, poetic uh, touch to uh, to the Schuylkill Expressway. It says, the way the town looks when you're driving south on the Schuylkill Expressway at night, that regal centerpiece of a yellow clock just beneath William Penn's feet atop City Hall. And the Franklin Institute, that gathering of gadgets and gimmickry that delights all of us who think we know something about everything, and our children who, of course, know better. And the Fountain and JFK Plaza and the Ben Franklin Bridge and Christ Church and Jack Einhorn, the world's most famous traffic cop at Broad and Vine, was just a lovely, lovely column. And as a relative newcomer to Philadelphia, I've only been here eight or nine years, you know. <laughs> that isn't long when you're talking about Philadelphia. Uh, I thought it was just a marvelous job, and I thought somebody ought to say so. I'm sure that nobody said so over at the paper, but if you read it, I'm sure you feel the same as I. Lobo, and how can I tell her about you on WIP? This is 610 Metro Media Radio in Philadelphia. Say I. Uh, here is a record. This is Ken Garland with the Supremes. And everybody got the right to love. Uh, the Supremes, that was uh, one of the records they made just after the departure of Diana Ross, and it didn't seem to seriously damage them, turning out something like that. And it's 26 minutes before 10 o'clock, 26 before 10 here at WIP, the redoubtable and incredibly ubiquitous uh, William St. James will be here for Bill Weber again. On this Tuesday, you will hear Bill St. James at 5 past 10. Greatest racing under the sun is at Liberty Bell Racetrack, where the finest thoroughbreds in the East run for the money. Enjoy the races as you lunch in the many taverns, snack bars, cafeteria, and the Turfside Terrace. Or socialize in the new Turfside Lounge. It's all cool, casual, and exciting with a daily double, exacta, and trifecta wagering. Liberty Bell Racetrack, the greatest racing under the sun. Big stakes races every Saturday, post time 1.30. Very good. When Bill gets here, that'll be $147.61 in the cash call jackpot. $147.61. You may be astonished to learn this, but the reason for being for contests on radio and on television is to get listeners. See? It's to increase your audience. Are you surprised to hear that? That's, that's why they're there. 
They are there, well, really two reasons. One is to keep the audience that you have happy. The folks that listen to the station all the time deserve a reward for listening. The other is hopefully to attract new listeners. That is uh, one of the uh, great uh, problems indigenous to this business, well, to any business, is to get new business, and in our case, new audience. And contests can do that sometimes. And I was, <laughs> I was sitting in my den with my 15-year-old son, Douglas, and occasionally we talk about this business. He's, he's becoming increasingly aware of the fact that his dad is in radio, and uh, he's getting mildly interested in it. And uh, he asks questions, and I try to answer them. And the other day, we were talking about cash call and stuff like that. And he wanted to know, uh, he wanted to know things about our audience and how much audience do we, how many people listen to the old man in the morning, you know, and how popular is the station. And I had to tell him, in all honesty, that this is the number one. And I wouldn't lie to my son. Uh, the number one station in this entire uh, four million person area. So, but anyway. So I, he started getting interested in what it takes to get listeners, you know, to get listeners to listen to your station. And he sat there for a while, and I said, listen, Doug, if you can think of a contest idea, a real good contest idea, then I'll go to Mr. Tyler and, and suggest and say it came from you. Who knows? They might use it if you come up with an original idea that we haven't thought of, you know, something that's reasonable. And he sat there for a couple of minutes, and he said, I got it. I said, what's that? Now, it is fascinating to me, and you've probably noticed the way very comp things that we make complex and confused, children manage to boil them down to their simplest elements. You know what I mean? He says, I got it. I said, what's that? He says, you give everybody in Philadelphia a dollar for listening to the station. 610 And that's really a <laughs> About the whole story right there. The ultimate answer. Give everybody a buck. Pay them. <laughs> Can't do that. A Paul Simon's song, Josh to Sing It, was a sunny day. It is a sunny day here in Philadelphia, and it would be one of those delightful sunny days were it not for all the heat and all the humidity, which shows no sign of abating over the next few days. Boy, we're really into it, and I don't know how we're going to get out of it here. Uh, there's a chance of rain, but that's not until uh, Saturday. Only a 10% chance of rain through tomorrow. Well, you know, if my parents were still alive, they'd be sitting there listening to radio station WIP AM in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, because they had the same format at that time that WNEW AM in New York City had. I enjoyed this radio station because they let the announcer put lots of personality into the show. And isn't that what it's really all about when you listen to radio? If you have any comments concerning this part of the program, why don't let me know about it by email or by voicemail. For all things radio, I'm Jeff Bennett. Well, I'm sure that'll bring out the area code 724. We already have it. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Over here. That was we quite, a, have quite a run for WIP because they started, They uh, Jerry, when did they start uh, start uh, playing that music? When did they stop playing rock? About 61, right? Yeah, I think it was late 61, early 62. Well, and Jerry, they went all, all the way uh, to the sports format. I think they went into the two, I think the late 90s anyway until they got the sports, the mid-90s. They had that format, you know, maybe up-tempoed it a bit here and there. Basically, the, the middle-of-the-road format for over 30 years. So that's, you, that's and, quite a run. And you know, and you know Chris, I... in the 80s. And you know, Chris, I... There is an air check floating around. I don't have it. I'd like to find it again. I had it at one time with WIP with their top 40 format, which wasn't right. too bad. Jerry, what did you think of Ken Garland? Did you, get, did you listen to that station at all back then? At all? At all? I know you went to Overbrook. Uh, oh, but, yeah, I did sometimes. 
I used to listen to, you know, back when uh, W, okay, you know, when uh, the stations were ordered to separate, Ken Garland used to do, introduce uh, some of the songs that were being played, like they had Middle of the Road on FM before they became WMMR for a while, they were, when they were WIPFM, they called itself the foreground sound when they would separate from, uh, wow. Ken Garland would do some of the, you know, here's Vicky Carr singing whatever, you know. And and like we had the Milkman's matinee on WI on WNEWAM when the all night show worked on WIPAM, uh, they called it the American Patrol. Do you remember that? Uh huh. It's so. Yeah. And the other thing too, uh, if people wonder where he was from, he started out at uh, or his big break anyway was WJAR in Providence, and then he went to WINS as uh, Jeff mentioned. But you could tell that Rhode Island accent. You could hear that if you're an accent. He referenced uh, Bill St. James coming in at 10. Is that the same Bill St. James that eventually did the syndicated album rock show flashback? Yes, it is exactly the same Bill St. James. He came to WNEW, and after he left WNEW, he did work for WYNY in New York, uh, and, he's a, and he's a very big still. You'll still hear him uh, doing lots of voiceover work. If you listen to the radio and television, you'll hear commercials that are done by Bill St. James. And let's get some other opinions on the panel. Mike, uh, what about you out in Florida? What did you think of Ken Garland? Oh, he was one of my favorites. He had a lot of great personality. And back when I was in Philadelphia for a little while, I used to listen to them. Whatever happened to, I know WIP changed core letters to WTEL. What are right. they doing now? They're Spanish. CBS Sports Radio, I think. Are they, uh, yeah, that's right. they, are, they are CBS Sports. I was thinking of the old Spanish station, WTEL, because there was another yeah, no. WTEL in Philadelphia. Oh, yes. So yeah, the are callers, they the other, WIP uh, are on the FM. They're 94.5, the fourth yes. station over there. Yeah, 94.1. 94.1. 94.1. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Look, I want to get Bernie's opinion if you're still there, Bernie. What did you think of that? Because it's a totally different kind of radio that you don't hear anymore. Exactly. And here's the thing about it. Now, I had never heard the station. Uh, and, of course, I know MOR radio. But they really played some bad music. <laughs> yeah, they did. did you yeah. notice it was, like, I call it MOR, but I think really, I think if you listen to it today, it would be it would have been called soft adult contemporary music. Yeah. Because well, they really steered away from the hits is what they were doing, except for Les Bicicletes de Belsailles. Other than that, they didn't play anything that charted ever, you know, in that yeah, whole hour. The guy on the yeah. air didn't like the music. <laughs> I mean, you can tell he didn't like he didn't like that he, he didn't like the new seekers and he wasn't overly hip to the Sammy Davis Jr. song that they played, you know, or the Supreme song. But you know, weird song. but as they say, the show must go on. By the way, after he left WIP and when WIP dropped its uh, middle of the road format, he did continue working. He passed away a number of years ago. He did continue working and he worked at WPEN AM in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and it was the Ken Garlanded mornings along with uh, Lorraine, no, Lorraine Sunsini, I think her name was. And uh, he did mornings there, and then I think, and they, they had a bunch of uh, different radio personalities from the old days in Philadelphia. Uh, Joe Niagara worked at WPEN, and uh, I believe Tom Tom Tyler worked at WPEN. So there were a bunch of radio people who, oh, you know, yeah. when radio stations change format, older radio announcers don't necessarily go away. They, they come back into the forums under the radio stations, if you know. Right. It's, that, that's why Harry Chapin had that song, you know, just uh, do something different. Your voice got low. So you got to go do a talk show somewhere or something, you know. That's a funny. That's a funny thing you mentioned that song because I happened to hear it this morning on the radio, and it was oh, yeah. about a radio announcer who worked because Harry Chapin was from 
Long Island. It was about a yeah. radio announcer who worked at radio station WBAB in Babylon, Long Island. And um, and that's that's what happens here. So I, I can tell you that. I always thought it was interesting about that song because he, he ended up in Boise, Idaho, and he didn't take into consideration that it should have started with a K. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. But I also That's like right. the whole thing when he talks about working at, uh, you know, uh, underground rock. And, he, I mean, he did all kinds of formats in that song. Oh, yeah. You know, it's, it's, yeah and, cool. and when he would when he would tour, every station, uh, every place he went, he would take a station from that market and insert yeah. it into the song. And when he was in Muncie, he used the station that I worked for. So that was kind of fun. Yeah. In the meantime, in Philadelphia, WPEN was a format every couple of years, even from a distance. I could tell they played country. They played oldies. They played middle of the road. You know, they they, they did talk. You know, they, in the meantime, WIP is chugging along for 25, 30 years. KYW started. We know we talked about them last week, you know, uh, and and meanwhile, PEN is, uh, we got to do something different and never work. But I just love PEN. Uh, oh PEN yeah, and WI uh, that brought back great memories. Guys. Do you remember WPEN when they had Club Nine Fifty? Does anyone remember that, Jerry? You might remember. Oh, yeah, that. yeah, Larry Brown. Yep, and uh, Lonnie Starr, who worked at WINS for ma- a number of years and worked as a manager and ran WHN before he passed away. He worked. He I I got to interview him, and I I must have been for a high school project or something. I remember that. And he worked at WPEN before he came to WINS, and he would tell me about working at WPEN. And uh, it was a it was a pretty good sounding radio station at that. At, at, but they, you're right; they never could figure out what format to do it, and they were never successful. Well, I, oh. one of the reasons they weren't that, successful is because the owners didn't have any money. Essentially, they didn't put any money. How successful they were, but the last few years, because when I lived in New York, I whenever I went to visit my friend in Philly, I would start off in the morning with Ken Garland before we got up. I always slept with the radio by my bed, and uh, and uh, traveling was no exception. So I'd listen to Ken Garland, and uh, then I'd switch over to PEN. Joe Nyack, I used to love that station, and that uh-huh. did. But well, I remember uh, one morning talking about Ken Garland. He was playing that song uh, by Doris Day. Uh, he walked down the street like a good girl. She walked. A down, guy is I a guy. And he followed yeah. me, and he goes, he goes, he's stalking her. He's stalking. That's her. right. I was. I heard that song the other day, Pam, and I thought. That too. I said nowadays they wouldn't let you play it. He was talking her. That's right. <laughs> well, you know, I, I can tell you that that exactly the way he sounded working at WIP, he sounded the same way working at WINS playing top forty. Um, and and he was really good. Unfortunately, he didn't. Well, he'd lasted for a while. When they went to all news, he continued working along with Jack Lacey. And what they would do is they didn't want the news people to read lots of live copy at the time. And they still really don't read a lot of live copy on WINS. So live copy being reading live commercials. So Ken Garland and at the time, Jack Lacey, when they both were on WINS, they were under contract. So was Johnny Holiday. And they would do commercials and they would pre-record commercials. And this this ran for a few months, probably up until the contracts for all those radio announcers yeah. went out. Because WINS was owned by Group W, and they didn't want to have to pay off those contracts all at once. So they let them work reading commercials, and that's what happened with the old news format on WINS. Yeah. So I remember that, that wouldn't work well. for Murray the K reading commercials. That, that no, wouldn't but, work, but, so they but he also he also left. He was the first person to leave WINS because before they went all news. 
I don't know why I know this stuff, but before they went all news, they while they were playing top 40, they had softened their top 40 image and were going more towards an MOR top 40 approach. And that's why Murray the K left. And so, but it didn't take him long to find work because back in 19, when they first separated AM and FM back in 1966, he landed at WOR FM in New York doing evenings because that has its own story. And we're going to do some features on that radio station in the next few months. They started life out with a, a union problems. And when they were first starting out, they had no radio announcers for the first few months. And yeah. actually, somehow, I kind of liked them better at the time when I was a kid. But then when they had the announcers, they got Murray the K and Scott Muni and Roscoe and Johnny Michaels and Dick Burke. That was, that was an RKO general problem. That happened in 67. RKO had just gotten started playing The Rock. And then all the, everybody went on strike there and Channel 7 oh. as well. They had people coming over from Graham Junior College running cameras on Channel 7 because, you know, they were right there in that same building. And, uh, you know, they told that story when I used to go there. So, yeah. Hey, you know, Joe, you have, a, you have your hand raised. I'll let, oh. I'll let you go, and then we got... Uh, go ahead. Do you want to say something, Bill? I'm sorry. No, I was going to say... Yeah, yeah, this, this, hold on Joe, a second, I just oh. wanted to say, Ken, great announcer, great format, and great voice, which I love to hear on all things radio. All right. Thank you very much, Joe. <laughs> well, yeah. I don't know if I can top that one, Jeff. But, Sorry. Oh, well. But, but maybe it's time we, we, we do a one of your featured stations of the week, a uh, local Indiana station. That just Well, they just picked up a Fort Wayne station, so... Anything you want to say about this station before I start? Uh, I probably should have recorded them during the week. They probably have. I know they have announcers during the week, but the station I wanted to record was supposed to have radio announcers. It didn't have them, so I had to think about something fast. So, uh, what can I say? It's an oldie station, and we'll see what they sound like. Um, this station that you're talking about, IOE. Yeah. Yes. They have a morning guy named Chris Roberts who used to work at Wolwo. Wow. And uh, Chris Roberts was one of my favorites when uh, I would listen to him on Wolwo back in the late 70s. And I was working in Muncie in 1980, and I told somebody that I knew, I said, oh, my God, I love this guy. And he goes, hey, I know him. I'll have him call you. And I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. Chris Roberts called me, and I'm like, wow. That's the mm-hmm. kind of stuff that you never forget as a radio person. Well, I hope maybe this station will ring back memories to you. They're on a translator in Fort Wayne. They picked up an AM station. Well, this station has really expanded. I think I remember when they just started life as a lowly Internet station. So listen to this station. Here we go. Check this one out. This is a good one. This week, we're going to continue our look at Indiana Radio by listening to radio station WIOE AM, licensed to South Whitley, Indiana. The company that owns this radio station purchased radio station WLYV AM, licensed to Fort Wayne, Indiana, and they're simulcasting their oldies format on WLYV AM. So without further ado, why don't sit back and enjoy how oldies are presented on radio station WIOE FM on this week's edition of All Things Radio Live. WIOE South Whitley, Warsaw, 17 years playing the best oldies. Oldies on the air. And now over the legendary stereo 1450 WLYV and W282CH1043 Fort Wayne, Warsaw. Which way you going, Billy? If you should... Hello, 
this is Samantha from RNG Auto and Truck Repair. Each day like you, we listen to the best oldies on the air from Oldies 101, 1043, and Stereo 1450 WIOE. All of us at Paws and Claws listen to the best oldies on the air. Over Oldies State Road 15 North in Warsaw. Monty's Best One Tire and Auto Care. We're the best costless. Sunshine and Pleasant in the Oldies 101, 104.3 in Stereo 1450 listening area as WIOE will come to you live 11 a.m. this morning from Pearson. Stop by the WIOE RV, pick up a brand new pen and say hi, even request a song or two, our high up around 86. Clear this evening with our low at 62 for the Rick Hughes All Gold Saturday night. That's on the air at 3 and goes to 9 tonight. Sunshine tomorrow Sunday with our high at 86 and 87 and sunny on Monday. Your latest WIOE forecast is only a click away anytime at WIOE.com or right here over there on Oldies 101, 1043 and Stereo 1450. The following summertime announcement on WIOE is brought to you by Service Electric of Warsaw. Boy, the way. Glenn Miller played Songs that made the hit parade Guys like us, we had it made Those were the days Honey, it's too hot in here I know, I have that effect on the ladies Oh, sure You need to do something and fast This heat's terrible Well, I suppose I could replace a condenser motor on the air conditioner I hear Service Electric has motors, fan blades, and capacitors to keep it running strong Sounds great, but can it cool off all that hot air you blow? Yes, dear, so zip it and let's head to Service Electric at 310 East Market Street in Warsaw. Their phone number is 267-7522. That's 267-7522. WIOE knows having your birthday is fun. We want to make your birthday better by announcing your name here on Oldies 101, 1043, and Stereo 1450. Also on your radio text display and online at WIOE.com. We enter your name in our monthly contest to win a Pizza Hut pizza of your choice and a two-liter bottle of pop awarded to a lucky WIOE listener at the end of each month. Register your birthday, family, or friends now at WIOE.com. Good luck in winning this month's Pizza Hut pizza and pop from Oldies 101, 1043, in Stereo 1450.
Pillbox Pharmacy. All of us at Pillbox Pharmacy listen to the best oldies on the air. Over Oldies 101, 1043, and Stereo 1450 W-I-O-E. It's that time of the year again. Pearson Days, this Friday and Saturday, August 2nd and 3rd. Hello, radio friends. I'm Flying Brian. Look for the Oldies 101, 1043, and Stereo 1450 RV, broadcasting live Saturday, 11 a.m. from Brower Park in Pearson. But before that, the fun starts on Friday night, and here's Alicia to tell you all about it. Hi, this is Alicia Elder from the Pearson Chamber of Commerce, inviting you to honor your hero with our annual Pearson Days Festival. On Friday, August 2nd, the fun begins at noon with vendors. Bounce House and Games for the Kids will start at 3 p.m. with our petting zoo opening at 5 p.m. Join us for our car and motorcycle show at 5 p.m. Enjoy the TS Magic Show in Brower Park at 7 p.m. followed by the musical talents of Kevin Durow at 8. The fun continues on Saturday with bounce houses and games and petting zoo at 10 and then be amazed by the TS Magic Show in Brower Park at 11. Enjoy the annual parade as we honor your hero at 3 p.m. The rest of the afternoon, enjoy live music in the park by John Potts, Dixon and McRae, and Groupies Wanted. There will be hot air balloon rides by Remax in the evening, followed by the grand finale firework display at 10 p.m. Oldies Saturday. Hello, radio friends. I'm Flying Brian. And to tell you how we're doing it here in Warsaw, it's our very own Ken Locke from the Salvation Army of Kosciuszko in Whitley County. So what's going on, Ken? We have, we have the uh, National Stuff the Bus campaign uh, here locally. We're going to try to stuff a van. but uh, Is that the van you parked in the WIOE parking that's lot? That's the van I parked in your parking lot, so you knew it was us when There's you saw right. us out there on Saturday. So, <laughs> But from 8.30 in the morning till 6.30 at night, 
Uh, we're going to have volunteers out there. We'll be over by the home and pharmacy door. We'll always take cash if they want to make a donation. We never turn that down. Cash is um, we're, we're trying to help with school supplies, but these school supplies are in cooperation with Warsaw Community Schools. Now, Ken, I understand there's a list of school supplies needed. It's on a list, and as people shop at Walmart here in Warsaw and across the nation on Saturday, uh, volunteers will hand that list to people, correct? They'll, they'll, they'll have lists with Got them it. of stuff that we're looking for. Right. Yep. So that'll hold people out. They might have some ideas, right. but they Oh, I, I didn't think of that. Yep. And they'll look that's, at the list and hopefully they buy a couple of those exactly items. That's exactly what we're yeah. going to do. All yeah. right. That's here at the Warsaw Walmarts and all the Walmarts across the nation. 8.30 in the morning till 6.30 this Saturday. Stuff the bus trying to help all those in need get ready for school. Thanks, Ken, for stopping by the Oldies 101, 104.3 and Stereo 1450 Studios. Now let's get back to the best Oldies on the air from WIOE. Well, there you go. Oldies is heard on radio station WIOE-FM, serving South Whitley, Indiana. When putting together this featured station segment, I wanted to give the listeners a feel to how this radio station serves the local community. Now, if you have any comments concerning this part of the program, want to let me know about it by email or voicemail. The email address here is Jeff, that's J-E-F-F, Jeff at allthingsradio.net, or you can call that feedback line. The phone number is 800-693-0595, that's 800-693-0595, and hit option 2 for the podcast team. For All Things Radio, I'm Jeff Bennett. There you go, Jeff. Well, and all wow. these good. I, I wish good. I should have recorded them during the week because I would have probably got to hear some live radio announcers. But we got to hear the station. I put a lot of the commercials in and give it a local. They have a lot of commercials because you know those little commercials between songs are really nothing more than commercials. So uh, I, I think it was interesting that they talked about stereo AM stereo fourteen fifty. Yeah, the FMs were not stereo yeah. apparently, or they would have said that. yeah, they were. Yeah. That was that well, was they, well, they probably are. It's just a given that they are. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, my, no, I don't see any. I don't see any AM stereo. I mean, the FM stereo stations are. I should say FM stations yeah. that are mono anymore. They're just not. not, not no, they're just not, too much anymore. No. The other thing was, if you take that there. hour of music, if you took that hour of music and put it on, if Robbie the Robot played that hour of music, everybody'd say, "Yeah, that's what the legend plays." That was exactly yeah. what. And they're the not afraid plays. to call themselves oldies. They, no. they still use the term oldies. But I, I did like the way on the one promo they talked about solid gold Saturday night from three in the afternoon to nine. So solid gold Saturday night in the afternoon that was yeah of, why not i uh, people I, go to I, bed I early in indiana cool how, no? they, uh, <laughs> how they have local business wow. promoting the station well yeah it's a way to give them a reduced rate on the advertising i mean that they're not a full you know they're not a full well, it's oh, also yeah, good no, that, if you walk into that business you say hey you're heather i heard you on the radio or whatever you yeah, know that, that's tim, kind yeah. of a good tim, conversation tim go ahead tim i was just gonna say has anybody does anybody have an AM stereo radio to listen to AM stereo on? Um, I never did. I, no. I do. I do. Uh, the Acurian from Radio Shack, which does HD, also does AM stereo. And which system is it? Do you know? It's it's probably the Sequam. It's not. What's the other one? There was one that you needed two radios, and but the, uh, the Con needed two radios. Con uh, yeah, with the upper and lower sideband. Right, but yeah, the Sequam uh, you didn't need. Yeah, and this one works. We have an AM stereo station, 740 here, and it actually sounds fairly good. Well, that's good. No, Bill, we're running, we're running. We're gonna, Tim's going to kill running, us, yeah. aren't you, Tim? But I'm going to make one more comment. DJ Doug is, well, he was going to call in tonight, but he wasn't sure we were going to be on the air because of the power outage. But he's going to tease you with the new AMFM radio which is a talking radio. And I will say one thing about the radio. It has outstanding speech on it. 
So if you like an AM, FM radio that you can tell where you're at on the dial and set your clock and set a sleep timer all accessibly, you're going to be hearing about that radio very, very soon. It's called a PDR-17. So you're going to be hearing about that radio. So I think it, it's going to be interesting. It's a very accessible radio. And Tim, I know you'll be interested. Oh, yeah. And, uh, in a, a radio that, you know, has a carrying handle and um, got an outstanding tone on it. And I'll stop there. But it um, it's going to be an interesting radio. So we'll see what we see. Doug will be talking on uh, about that radio. Do we have any other comments, questions before we do yeah. our Red Barber um, yes. wrap up? I have a comment. What I liked about them, what I liked about them for the most part was they got the community involved with with the people who say, "I'm listening to WIOE." I love that. Yeah, it's it it's a good thing. Uh, there's another station that did that 105, the Bash, out of Wabash, Indiana, where Monty mm-hmm. Seabrins used to work. Another blind disc jockey. Um, you know, they kind of did that a little bit, but it's you know it's a station. They've kind of steadily grown. They just picked up this 1450 station uh, not too long ago. And the translators and all that kind of stuff. So it's a pretty good, pretty good, pretty good little station. Um, I love what they were doing. Yeah. So it looks like we've got just about everybody. We're going to do a feature I promised Nancy from Milwaukee that I would do about Red Barber. Now, if you guys can figure out who this guy is that does the interview uh, with with Red Barber uh, from 1978, and you guys remember Red Barber, you're going to hear a little bit about Red Barber. Um, well, I'll just let them do it and thank everybody for listening. And I'm just glad. Actually, we you know what we can do? We can talk about this interview because uh, Sean and I will listen to it. We can call in Robert. We can call, talk about this interview on Sports Lounge Live on Sunday night. Yes, you can. 8 p.m. Eastern. We won't have time to do it tonight. 8 p.m. Yeah. Eastern is correct. That's right. All right. Well, here we go. And thanks, everyone. Red Barber, the late, great Red Barber, broadcast with the Cincinnati Reds. That's where he got his major league start. Then the Brooklyn Dodgers, and later the New York Yankees. Broadcast the Reds games between 1934 and 1938. The Dodgers games between 1939 and 1953. Vin Scully broke in under the late, great Red Barber. Then he broadcast the Yankees games from 1954 to 1966 with the voice of the Yankees, Mel Allen. Well, I interviewed Red Barber back in the late 1970s. Just a little background. I was just starting out in broadcasting. Nervous as can be. Red Barber still was a name. In fact, he would go into the broadcaster's wing of the Baseball Hall of Fame along with Mel Allen. They were the first inductees into the broadcaster's wing of the Hall of Fame. But I was I was nervous as can be getting the opportunity to interview the old redhead. 
Red Baba. And I saved that interview from the late 1970s. I was able to get the interview because at the time, the station for which I worked in Torrington was on the New York Yankees radio network. And by way of the Yankees, I was able to get Red Barber's phone number, called him up. He answered the phone very politely. He could be he could be uh, moody at times, but I caught him in a good mood. The only thing he said was, ah, Lila, his wife was Lila, Lila and, and I were about to sit down and have lunch. But if you, uh, if you call me back in an hour... I'd be more than happy to do the interview. So I said, Red, I'll call you back, 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 back. No, I didn't say that. But I said, Red, I will call you back. And uh, I'd love to certainly follow up and do this interview if you want to do it. And he was gracious enough, called him back. I was as nervous as can be, did the interview. And here it is, my interview with the late broadcaster, Red Barber. I'm talking with Red Barber, longtime famous baseball announcer who began his career with the Cincinnati Reds, later went on to the Brooklyn Dodgers and the New York Yankees. He's a voice I'm sure familiar to many of you people who listen to the program here. And Red Barber, first of all, uh, my first question to you would be, do you still follow Major League Baseball? I do, Dan, uh, when the games are important, such as uh, the playoffs right now and uh, the World Series, which is coming up. Uh, I don't just sit around the house and look at a ball game indiscriminately all summer. I've got other things to do. I've had to uh, rebuild a private life. And I'm no longer the, the servant of a television uh, monitor, as I once was for so many years. I'll tell you what, though, Red, I've read one of your books, and when I watch a game on television, thanks to you, I keep score. <laughs> well, I would think anyone who really uh, is, is devoted to baseball and, and is interested and wants to know uh, how the game is really being played uh, would want to keep score. It's a very simple procedure, but uh, no one's memory is good enough to keep remembering as the innings go by what every player did. If you keep score, you have it right there at a glance. Red Barber, you broadcast the first Major League Baseball game that was televised. When you did that game in Ebbets Field that particular day, did you think the television media would grow to the extent where it now focuses so much on Major League Baseball? Well, nobody did. I mean, it's, it's asking too much of human beings. Every time you have a new invention, uh, you have people who believe in it, and they, they see something for the future. But uh, no one can foresee uh, uh, what a great invention is going to be. Nobody saw the growth of the automobile uh, when they began to make it. Uh, nobody saw the ultimate growth of the airplane, which is still growing. Uh, no, uh, there was no question. We all of us uh, at Brooklyn that day, uh, the writers, uh, Larry McPhail, who was running the Brooklyn Dodgers, uh, the people from the National Broadcasting Company, uh, of course, they, they were very high on TV because that was their experimental baby. And uh, uh, nobody could pinpoint what it was going to be, but everybody knew that once you began coupling, even though it was very crude, a picture with sound, you knew that something was bound to emerge. Okay, once it emerged into what turned out to be the most popular medium in the way of viewing a sporting event, uh, I know in your book you mentioned you would much rather do a game on radio than television. Why is that? Well, Dan, I think that's uh, you know, it's pretty obvious. Uh, a broadcaster who is on radio is the entire show. As I believe I put it in the book, he is the creative artist. 
because the audience only knows, uh, aside from a few extraneous uh, sounds uh, that come in uh, through the microphone of the crowd and once in a while of a bat hitting a ball, something like that. The audience can only picture the game through the words of the broadcaster. The broadcaster is sitting there. He, uh, he looks where he wishes to look. He talks about uh, what he chooses to speak about. He describes the game as he sees it and as he thinks it should be described. Now, on television, it's just the reverse. Instead of uh, uh, being the supreme artist, you, you are the absolute servant. You are the servant of the monitor. And the monitor uh, reflects uh, as many different uh, camera chains as there are. Uh, you can have uh, uh, six uh, camera chains, you can have eight. I think with some of the big events today, the World Series, the Super Bowl, etc., they get 12, uh, 13, 14 camera chains. You get, now you've got the, uh, cameras that are portable that are being carried all around in the stands. And uh, all of these camera pictures are fed back into the control room and the director, uh, sitting there with the switcher, decides uh, second by second. It, it's a very nerve-wracking uh, procedure for the director. I wouldn't want to be one. But he is the one who says what goes up on that monitor. Now the announcer sitting up in the booth, he may be looking at the game, but he must, he should, the majority of the time, synchronize what he is saying with what the audience is seeing. In other words, the announcer sees what the audience sees in the way of the picture. So that's what I mean, that uh, here you have the reverse in television. Instead of being a creative artist, yeah, you're sitting there like a monkey on a string. And every time that picture changes, you've got to change with it. In radio, if you wish to tell a little story, a little vignette about someone, or three or four sentences, you can. In television, you'd better not take off like that because the picture changes and you've got you to stop. You can have your center just cut right off in the middle of your mouth. Okay, Red Barber, I know you've broadcast many World Series games. Since you departed from the daily broadcast routine as a play-by-play -play announcer, the playoffs have come into being. Yeah. In your mind, have the playoffs diminished the World Series or enhanced the World Series? Oh, I don't think it has uh, made any great difference. Dan, what you're now talking about is the fact that sports has become one of the big businesses. It, it, it's one of the, the big conglomerates uh, on, on the land. And television, with, with its enormous income, uh, what it pays to baseball, what it pays to football, uh, it has made the difference. And the reason that we, the two reasons that we have the playoffs is that because uh, of the increase in population and the jet airplane and the fact that the club owners wanted more money for themselves, uh, baseball expanded. Uh, when I uh, first started there, there were 16 teams. Now there are 26. So you had, uh, and uh, they, they tried, I remember that when they had more than eight teams in the league, uh, there was no interest in the teams that were down at the bottom for a couple of years. So they had to divide it to try and, and resurrect some additional interest and have four races uh, instead of two. So that you have four races, you, you've got to settle it between the four, which two teams are going to play in the World Series. But what I'm leading up to saying is all of this is grist for the mill for the enormous income from television. So look at all the money on the playoffs that baseball is, is getting. And uh, apparently the American public uh, must uh, wish to be a, a very static uh, uh, community. Uh, we increasingly want to just uh, sit 
uh, and, and look at the television and vicariously uh, have our athletics. We let a few men play the game while millions of us sit and watch. Uh, this is the uh, 20th century version of, uh, of, of the days of the circus in, in, in Rome. And we have with all the money and, and the people apparently are quite content to, to sit and look at game after game uh, all night long. Uh, I did myself. Having been a professional broadcaster, and my my view of sport is that of a professional reporter. I, I'm not a I'm not a fan. I, I couldn't afford to be a fan and do the work that I did. But uh, uh, sometimes I just wonder how people can, can continue to absorb and apparently not get enough of, of football doubleheaders, the playoff games, of the World Series. No, the money keeps coming in. It's going to take a national depression uh, to change it. Okay, let's see. I mean, a serious depression, such mm -hmm. as we had when I got into radio in 1930. Okay, Red Barber, let's examine the World Series, which, of course, begins next week. Uh, any memorable World Series moments stick out in your minds in games that you broadcast? Well, how much time do you have, Dan? Well, I did 13 World Series, and then uh, that is uh, uh, in, in this country, and I did work on another 10 for Armed Forces Radio. The World Series that to me was the most exciting, of course, was the World Series of 1947, which was highlighted by Lavagetto's base hit, the two out in the ninth inning, that, that uh, took away the no-hit game from Bill Bevis. And then in that same World Series was John Friedo's catch of DiMaggio's hit for a home run in the left side of the bullpen. There have been other exciting World Series, but we all of us uh, are more interested in the World Series in which we were involved. Now, I know that they say the World Series between the Red Sox and uh, the Cincinnati Reds was a very exciting one, seven games. Yes, it, I saw it on, on the television, but I wasn't involved in it. I'm just trying to be uh, as fair with you and your audience as I can be. Red Barber, we're 100 miles from Yankee Stadium, 120 miles from Fenway Park. So let me tell you, this is Yankee Red Sox country. And when the two teams meet, the interest runs very high. You broadcast with the Yankees many Yankee Red Sox encounters. What were those games like? Well, those were always uh, very, very interesting games, very, very intense. You had a lot of uh, Red Sox fans that always came to Yankee Stadium. And, uh, of course, I didn't go up to Boston uh, uh, too frequently uh, with the Yankees. I didn't travel with the Yankees until the last two years I was there because the first 11 years I was there, Mel Allen and uh, Jim Woods or Bill Rosuto or whoever was Mel's associate, uh, they did the road games because my basic assignment at the stadium, if you recall, was doing 15-minute uh, before the game and 15 minutes after the game interviews. So uh, I can't tell you too much about what happened when the Yankees were up in Boston. You have to ask Matt Allen about that. He was up there. Uh, as far as excitement between two teams go, I would say this, even at the risk of stirring up negative reactions uh, in your backyard of Red Sox and Yankee fans, the greatest rivalry that ever was, and it never will be again, was when the Giants were in New York and the Dodgers were in Brooklyn. Whenever they played, that might as well have been a World Series. I'm glad you said that because uh, it led up to my next question, the fact that when the Giants and Dodgers met, uh, the rivalry was, was so intense. There's a book they were intense because you, that's the only time you had two teams in the same town in the same league. 
That's right. Well, there's a book on the market now entitled uh, New York Baseball that involves the uh, New York teams in the late 40s and the 50s. Uh, what was Ebbets Field like? Uh, the fans were really on top of the action, no? Well, it, it was a very small ballpark, and uh, you, you were very close to, to the infield, very close to the players. Uh, you, could, uh, you could hear them talking. You could see the perspiration on their faces. I mean, you, the fans at Brooklyn were, were, were as close to being in the ball game and, and still not being active participants as possible, Dan. Red, if you had to look back at the game and pick uh, one or two great players, uh, would anyone stand out in your mind, or any two? Well, I've seen, uh, I've been very fortunate from 1930, and in my active years, uh, uh, that is 1934 in the big leagues, and through 1966, in which I, I was there day after day, I, I saw some, some wonderful players. And I think you have to take them in categories. Uh, I would say Carl Hubble was... Uh, was was a pitcher who impressed me very much. Uh, and uh, as far as being an all-round ball player is concerned, uh, I was very much impressed with Willie Mays. I don't know anybody who was better on an all-round basis doing everything that, that a, a ball player was supposed to do better than Mays. A Mantle might have been the greatest ball player who ever lived, except he, he was so badly injured all the time. Sometimes, as Casey Stengel said, uh, he played on one leg. And as Casey would also say, he's the best one-legged outfielder I ever saw. Ed Barber, one more question. Ballplayers today make as much money as some players back in the 40s and 50s made in half or all of their careers. Uh, how has the high salary affected a baseball player in your mind? And uh, I haven't been around ballplayers uh, on a daily basis, a working basis, since my last year up there in 66. And I don't think it would be fair to you, to your audience, or uh, to, to me to, to be guessing at something that I do not know. This concludes another All Things Radio Live. Join us every Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern for the latest radio news, interviews, caller questions and comments, station scopes, and more. Visit the show's official website at www.allthingsradio.net and visit the Legend website at legendoldies.com. Join us again next week for another All Things Radio Live on the Worldwide Legend.